0: Welcome to the Piano Explorer podcast. My name is Benjamin Harding, and on this podcast and in the Piano Explorer community, we explore everything about the piano. If you are at all curious about the piano, you have come to the right spot. Please visit my website at benjaminharding.net and sign up for my newsletter, a weekly newsletter that gives you insight into the world of the piano with tips and tools on how to listen, practice and make your own music. You can also visit my website for great deals with my affiliate links. These are companies that I enjoy and believe in. And also coming this spring is the Piano Explored Academy. So this is 2023. So this spring, the Piano Explored Academy is coming into being, featuring courses on how to learn the piano, beginner to intermediate to advanced, and tutorials on pieces common in the repertoire. I want to help you to succeed in learning the piano, maybe learning some of your own music that you have stored up in your heart and mind i want to help you bring that to life so go ahead to benjaminharding.net and sign up for uh, the newsletter so you can get early discounted deals as it relates to the piano explored community and the piano explored academy and join us on our facebook group too and you can follow us on instagram and all that kind of stuff all right see you there On today's episode, I want to outline some tips and strategies in connecting with your audience during a concert. And if you are curious about learning the piano, I want to hear from you especially, because your insight into how you interact in a concert is really important, Uh, to me as I begin to reframe the concert experience in a meaningful way for people. I've done lots of concerts, um, both private and public, and I've had the opportunity to interact with my audience members to find out what was meaningful and how did they connect with the music more or less based on the commentary that I gave before presenting the piece. I think it's really important for us as pianists to figure out where our audience is and to meet them right where they're at and help them to discover this amazing repertoire. But we have to do it in a way that's meaningful to them. through Facebook surveys, through surveys on social media, through talking with audience members that were at either a house concert or a big public concert or just my own family members, uh, talking with them about how they interacted with the music based on how I uh, presented the music and commentary before I played the piece has been really important in developing... Um, this approach and I've boiled it down to basically three things to consider and reconsider as we attempt to build relationships with our audiences here's the reality of the situation I'm a classical pianist and the music that I perform largely has been unheard of before by the audience that I'm performing I'm not an a-list player I'm not a B-list player. You know, at the time of this recording, at the time of this recording, there was a big event in New York City where a pianist, Yuja Wang, played all of the Rachmaninoff pieces for Piano and Orchestra. And it was sold out in Carnegie Hall. It was a massive concert, and it was so impressive. But I would be shocked if there was 5% of the audience there that didn't know anything about classical music. In fact, I would say that the majority of folks that were at Carnegie Hall for that A-list performance were basically piano aficionados. Love Yuja and love the piano and love Rachmaninoff and want to hear it, of course. Who wouldn't want to hear it? I, w- I wanted to go. Couldn't. It was sold out. So, the ability, though, the ability to grow an audience, the opportunity to grow an audience for this art form, for this art form, classical piano, is on us, is on us, mere mortals. Mere mortals in this piano world, Uh, to grow audiences, audiences, to sustain this art form, and to build this art form, and to perpetuate this art form, which is really important. It's very important for our culture. It's very important for our society. It's very important for our world. And so it's upon us, mere mortals. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're not Long Long. You're not Yuja. You're not Daniel, you're like me, somebody that loves the piano, somebody that loves music and wants to share it with many, many people. But it's up to us, it's up to us, B-listers and below, (laughs) to perpetuate this art form. Because the A-listers, they've got their stuff going on. And in fact, you know, I've rarely gone to a concert where an A lister will explain what's happening in the music before they perform it, right? I mean, have you been to a concert recently with an A list pianist and they've really interacted uh, conversationally with the audience? No, they leave it up to program notes. And uh, those program notes were important, were important to explain what audiences would be hearing um, uh, back in the day. But I want to suggest that building your brand and building your audience as a pianist, it's absolutely necessary to provide commentary, to provide commentary for your audience in helping them connect to your brand, to connect to you as a human being and as a pianist, and to stay connected with this amazing art form, the piano. Okay, so let's jump in, friends. Let's jump in and talk about three things that you can sort of anchor your thoughts around presenting to people before they hear you play. And um, let me just pause and say, I've thought about putting this commentary before pieces on video. Because as you know, we are so consumed as pianists with so many details as it relates to what we're doing at the instrument. On average, there's 60,000 notes that a pianist plays in a recital, about 60,000 notes. We've got to be so focused in what we're about to do. uh, It's Herculean in terms of the task that we are about to journey upon in presenting a piano recital. And so I found that, you know, when I do commentary, I kind of distracted a little bit and then when i go to the instrument to perform i'm thinking about what i said so one of the modifications that i've thought about is to put down commentary in a video format before a a large piece maybe not a short piece that i'm able to concentrate immediately concentrate on and deliver but maybe a large piece like a list sonata for example (laughs) is to provide maybe a video commentary for folks to to interact with and then throughout the concert be able to interact with them in real time and in in a live format. But anyhow, those are just some of the things that I've thought about. Um, Here are three things that I think can be anchors to how you present in a recital. Number one, make cultural or musical connections to where your audience is at and what they listen to. This was impressed upon me in a deep and profound way when I performed a house concert local to me here in Pennsylvania, and I made mention of the grave of Chopin being in Père Lachaise Cemetery. And in Père Lachaise Cemetery is also buried Jim Morrison of the Doors. I knew that the people that were present with me loved classic rock and were of the age where the Doors came into being based upon their listening and their consumption of the Doors. In other words, there were young people listening to the Doors when they came on the scene, and they were listening to Jim Morrison. And so when I mentioned Jim Morrison and the fact that Chopin communicated emotion much in the same way as Jim Morrison communicated emotion in his music... That made a difference to this particular construction worker in Philly. And he loved the music of Chopin after I made that cultural and musical connection. We need not be afraid that we are going to somehow, in some way, Tarnish the reputation of the great masters by making immediate cultural connections to people. In fact, that's a little arrogant if we think we're going to tarnish the reputation of Chopin by bringing in Jim Morrison. I mean, that's a little arrogant and maybe that's why our industry is so in trouble, right? Where our audiences are shrinking and, um, And there's no kind of cultural import as to what we do as pianists. Listen, I think there's an incredible opportunity here for us as pianists and piano teachers and piano aficionados and people that are curious about learning the piano to actually further this art by making cultural and musical connections to the immediate day and to win the hearts and minds of new audience members. They've got to like, know, and trust your presentation as an artist. Yes, you have to play well. Yes, you have to communicate what Chopin intended. But that's maybe a quarter of what we need to do as artists. We need to connect with people. We need to connect with people to sustain this vital art form. And so I would like to suggest that the first thing that you can do in presenting to an audience in commentary before a piece is to say, let's make cultural and musical connections to where your audience is at. Okay? To where your audience is at and to the music that they listen to. Number two, I think we can all relate to the human experience. We are human beings. And so if you connect your music to what your audience has experienced in their humanity, and their human journey, you can connect with them. What are humans thinking and feeling in this world? They're thinking about fear. They're considering the suffering of this world. They're thinking about pain that they've experienced. They're thinking about love. They've experienced hope. They've experienced joy. They've experienced longing. And so, if you can bring the music that you're playing, that you're about to play, into those categories of human experience, you are going to make a profound connection to people. Friends, it's about connecting. It's about actually, in a way, connecting the dots for people. They have their human experience, and we have music that connects and speaks into that human experience, and it's up to us as artists to guide them in that connection. And so in our commentary, it can be, it should be directly related to what they're going through in their lives you're gonna make a profound impact, a profound impact in your concerts, in building audiences, in building people that like, know, and trust you. Wow, what an opportunity to speak into people's lives with the music that we so love and so care about. Um, I say to this, I say this to my students often. I've spent more time with the piano than any other human being on the planet. Any other human being, the piano is not a human being, but you get the point. The point is, is that I've spent more time with the piano than human beings, including my mother and my wife. This instrument means a great deal to me because I think it's my calling to play it and to perform and to teach it and to love it. And so I spent a great deal of time with this music. And so if I can connect with people, I think that's one of the purposes of playing the piano and learning the piano is, is connecting with people is building audiences is, is, not building audiences for the sake of numbers, but building up audiences in their human experience and encouraging them and and to say to them, wow, you're not alone. You're not alone in your human experience. You're not alone in your suffering. You're not alone in your pain. You're not alone in your love. You're not alone in your joy. You're not alone in your longing. These are aspects common to us all. And we as pianists can make those connections. We can make those connections with the music that we love. All right, number three. Number three, qualities of the music. You can present about the qualities of the music. I want to suggest to us that we read What to Listen for in Music by Aaron Copeland. It's fabulous, but it gives us distinct categories as to what to listen for in music, not necessarily on the human experience level and not necessarily on the cultural and musical connections that we can make in the immediate to our audience members, but highs, lows, dynamics, articulation. Let me give you an example. I made, I make an immediate connection with my audience when I play the polonaise in a flat major opus 53 by chopin by speaking directly to the kids that are in the audience i've done this a bunch of times now where you know the octaves <laughs> and when i get to that point i'm i say when you when I get to this point, that's when the horses are charging in military fashion into battle. And, of course, we have this heroic theme above it, and, and, and I speak to this a little bit. Now, you might think uh, this is a little bit too flimsy or trite or cheap, but I will literally turn to the audience and mouth horses to the children that are in the audience and to my whole audience, and it gets a wonderful reaction. And I've interviewed children at the end of those concerts, and adults at the end of those concerts, and they've really appreciated it. They've really appreciated it because they could anchor their ears to a part of the music that meant something to them. I'm not gonna say in the middle of a concert, this is what an octave is. It's the space of eight notes right? I'm not going to say that, but I'm going to say, here's what an octave is, here's what to listen for, and to allow them to make the connection for themselves when the music speaks to that particular musical quality. I will speak of the melody. I will play certain melodies of a nocturne, let's say, and say, you've probably heard this before in a ringtone on your piano and i'll say listen to the melody and the and the longing that's in this melody um i will speak to certain aspects of climactic shape within the middle of of a piece let's say by rachmaninoff and i will say listen for the dynamic forte, the loud dynamic. And this is the climax of the whole piece. This is the climbing of the mountain and you're arriving at the summit. And so they're on a listening journey with you while you play that particular piece. I want to say this as a caveat be careful not to give them too much to listen for because you'll overwhelm them. And if, if there's something that I can work on, it's unoverwhelming people um, in my presentations. It's, it's the need to be succinct, clear and with the purpose of connecting to audience members. I was at a concert recently where there was a presentation and you could tell that the artist did not prepare their comments. And so there were a lot of ums and ahs and the unfolding of the details were actually really slow. And they were losing their audience. I looked around the room because I'm interested in this. I'm interested in seeing how we can connect with audiences. So I was looking around the room and I was seeing audience members lose it. Whereas I went to another concert by uh, members of the faculty members of the School of Music here at Cairn University. And you could tell that their comments were absolutely rehearsed. And not only did they make connections with the human experience and cultural musical connections to the students and what they were listening to and, and the qualities of the music, they were making connections with the pieces in the program. And it was fabulous. It was a fabulous presentation. They were rehearsed in their commentary. They worked on their commentary and they had a framework, uh, largely based on these three things, making culturally, uh, cultural connections and musical ne- connections to the audience and where they're, where they're at and the human experience and qualities in the music. They were doing what we've outlined today in this episode. And so I think it's really important that once you kind of get get a framework and that you begin to write it down and you begin to edit it and you begin to test it maybe set up a camera and a video camera and uh, record yourself making the presentation and then going back and editing it some more and then testing it, testing it in a variety of contexts. I say it, I I present my commentary without notes. Um, Some of you might want to have notes and that's okay. But, to say, you know, what's comfortable for you and and what uh, resonates with your audience. As they say, uh, I'm not a comedian, but I understand that comedians write on stage. They see what works with their audience and they go back and, and rewrite part of their bit. And so I, I think this is something that we can do as pianists. And as artists to say okay what is working and in connecting with audience members uh, based on the music and the commentary that we're playing you have to rehearse so you don't ramble i feel like i've been rambling for about two minutes now maybe some of you feel like i've been rambling the whole episode oh well i wish you all the best Those of you who think I'm rambling and those of you who think I'm not rambling, I wish you all the best and thank you so much for joining us today on the Piano Explorer podcast and I hope to see you soon. Talk to you later.